We're human beings, so inevitably we have baggage. And again, who wants to walk around with all of the weight on their shoulders? We have to clear the baggage, not only from this lifetime, but our past lives, as I've said. And it's just exhausting to carry these things that are affecting us on a subconscious level. So at a certain point, after you go through a spiritual awakening, you realize that you can't run away anymore and you just have to do the work. So the only way to make a lasting change is to realize that the shadow work never ends. Welcome to Prosper with Purpose, the podcast that guides you towards your highest self, celebrates your truest self-expression, and gets real about finding your deeper sense of purpose and alignment. I'm your host, Terry, and together we're going to explore the conscious path to creating a prosperous business and life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Prosper with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Terry, and today I'm sitting down with Anastasia Anastasio, famously known as the spiritual goth. In our conversation, we're going to explore Anastasia's remarkable journey into spirituality, her inspiring transition into founding the spiritual goth, and her unique blend of offerings, including tarot, spiritual coaching, energy, healing, yoga, retreats, moon ceremonies, and so much more. We're also going to discover how her signature 12-week transformation process can help you align with your higher self. Welcome. So excited to have you here. I'm going to let you do your own little intro so you can tell my audience who you are and what you love to do. All right. Thanks for having me. So I am Anastasia and I feel like my intro story is so complicated. It's just like it's such a long story. But essentially, I was an English teacher and I went to school in New York City. I went to the new school. So I studied creative writing and literature, and then I was like, what do I do with my life? <laughs> and I, I literally just like did not know what to do with this degree and had zero like crazy aspirations aside from one day having a PhD and like being a college professor. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go teach middle school, high school, moved back to LA, went to USC for my master's program. When I was teaching English as a middle school and high school English teacher, I realized that it just wasn't for me. But I didn't realize this until COVID happened. When the pandemic happened, everything just became very clear that I was not meant to be in that world. I just felt like it was very political and it just didn't feel aligned with me. But I didn't know what else I was meant to do. So when I say my story is very complex, it all goes back to childhood. I was like three years old and I would be seeing spirits around and I knew that I had spiritual gifts, but I always freaked out. Like I was very freaked out by them and I was very scared of opening up that door because I was like, okay, if I open this door, that means I'm going to have dead people around me all the time. (laughs) I kind of blocked that out of my life until the pandemic. I found that I had an affinity towards tarot and very quickly, like so quickly, it's actually like when I think back, it's kind of insane. I started my business within weeks of picking up my first tarot deck and I wrote into a really popular podcast who ended up giving me some ad space, free ad space, because they were doing this for black women during the pandemic after like all of the Black Lives Matter stuff was kind of at its peak. And my business just kind of like exploded. So after that, I learned a bunch of different healing modalities, Reiki, 
mediumship, past life regressions, hypnosis. I'm just certified in everything. I have three master's degrees. I love learning. And so I was just like, I'm going to learn it all. I'm a Sagittarius. And here we are, like three years later, retreats. I've done a retreat in Costa Rica and Ojai. I have helped so many people. I'm just like really astounded at what has happened in, in the last three years. I quit teaching last year. And yeah. It's hard to believe, even like speaking to you, that I would never think that you would be an English teacher. Like you're just so creative and you're really good about like expressing yourself. And the shift is insanely different, you know, from where you were as an English teacher to what you do now. Yet it's so yes. aligned. And it's so easy what we can reveal about ourselves when we start to tap into a more aligned path. It's like, yes, this is who I was meant to be. And I can see that in you now. Like you are so in your flow and your element, like doing what you love. And you can see that from your content as well. And I love Good. that. Uh, one thing I'm curious about as we kind of get into the conversation, can you share a little bit about your spiritual journey specifically and what led you... I don't know, to your spiritual awakening, if you will. I think everyone's stories on this are so incredibly different. And I love to ask that question. I know it's also my favorite question to ask. So like I said, when I was a kid, I always knew I had abilities. We lived in this house. Like one of my earliest memories is this house that we lived in in Victorville, California. And I believe the previous owner passed away inside of it. She was like an older woman. And I remember I would be walking to the bathroom at night and like I would see her just like peeking around the corner and it was like so scary yeah and <laughs> there was also another time where I saw this like blue angel call it angel call it alien I think now now knowing what I know I think it was like an Arcturian in my room and I just knew that I could like see spirits I knew that I could communicate with spirits so this was inside of me for so long and like I said I kind of blocked it out I didn't want to face it because I didn't know what would happen if I did and I had some also some negative experiences too I had this woman sit on my bed once but then when I opened my eyes she was like faced the opposite direction and just didn't feel good at all so I think my spiritual awakening didn't happen until my 20s I also grew up in a Christian household and though I never prescribed to Christianity myself, I was told that's evil, right? So like spirituality, witchcraft, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So it wasn't until the pandemic when I started to just like be more active on Instagram because I was at home and I, this girl yeah. who was a tarot reader and she would do pick a card tarot readings or like tarot readings daily and I was like honestly this is kind of interesting to me like I I, I want to get a deck and I was DMing her and then she was like yeah you should do it like here's the book that I that I ordered here's the deck that I ordered I got it hadn't seen anyone for like four months because I literally we took lockdown so seriously here in LA like we did not leave our house our houses so yeah my friend came over and she's the first friend that I'm seeing in a while. And my deck came in the mail that day. And it was insane because I was just like, do you want a tarot reading? And again, I've never picked up a tarot deck in my life. And so I pick up the deck and I start reading her 
And these words are just flying through my mouth. I don't even know what the cards really mean. I'm like looking at the book, but like not really. And it just became so clear to me that that is what I was meant to be doing. She literally was like, okay, well, we don't really need to catch up anymore because you just pinpointed (laughs) all of the things that I wanted to talk about. And then I ended up just like learning everything. And after I learned tarot, I started to see other healers. So for the first time, I saw a Reiki healer and she was like, oh my gosh, Like you are so powerful. Like you should be doing Reiki yourself and you are a starseed. And I had never heard of what that was before. And I'm not a crier at all. Like I never cry. I cry maybe like a few times a year. I hate it. I wish I cried more. Sometimes I listen to the Smiths just to make it happen and it doesn't. And (laughs) when I heard about starseeds, when I did all the research, I just started to cry in my car because I was like, okay, I feel so different. I felt so different and eccentric my entire life because I'm literally not from this planet. Like my soul does not originate from here. And I think that that awakening was my spiritual awakening. I started to get like messages from everywhere uh, from my spirit guides particularly the Arcturians and I started to see this mentor who was helping me kind of get in contact and she was very much attuned with starseed light beings and she helped me to connect with them she helped me to open up my abilities and and meditate and with the visualizations and she helped me realize like what was mm-hmm. happening at night when I was getting sleep paralysis, which was like I'm traveling every night and all of these things. And I started to see repeated numbers. Everything just happened so fast. Like I can't I can't even tell you how fast thing this all happened within like a three month span. I started manifesting like crazy. That's funny because my experience was also really quick. It was probably literally three days. I was like, yep, here I am. <laughs> find that it's quick, but there's so many little breadcrumbs. So many, like people always ask, you know, that question, what was your spiritual awakening? And it's like, it wasn't a moment or a day. It was like a lifetime of these breadcrumbs that I wasn't necessarily bringing my full awareness to until one day I did decide to look at it for what it was and then unpack it. And then that's kind of when you spiral down that journey. So I love that. And from a more like business perspective, because you've changed so much, I can resonate with you from, you know, going from an English teacher to now owning like the spiritual golf and doing all the work that you do. Like I've gone through something similar in the sense that this is very recent for me too. Like I just kind of burnt down my social media agency and I'm moving into like life coaching and spirituality and all that really great stuff. And my audience is like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did that happen? Who are you? So I'm I'm rebuilding my audience right now. Everything is so like people are wondering like what the heck happened kind of thing. So I can resonate with that story that you have of like I was an English teacher and people probably tell you all the time like really like were you an English teacher? Like you don't look like one. Like so I'm in that phase right now where a lot of people are just like questioning me because the pivot has been so drastic. And it's almost that it's like the unexplained, like it's, it's something that I find very difficult to explain to people if they don't resonate with the things that we're talking about, if yeah. you know what I mean. So I'd love to hear a bit about your journey with that shift from English teacher to the spiritual golf 
this spiritual goth and kind of maybe some challenges you experienced and how people responded and how you dealt with that. So one thing about me is that like I have never cared about what other people thought like at all. Do I think that everyone was like, oh, my God, did you hear about Anastasia? Like, look, she is like she's like <laughs> on the spiritual journey and she's doing Tara now. I, I think like I can almost feel the people even still to this day being like, I can't believe she's doing this. Right. Especially the teachers at school, because I left mid school year. I left in the middle of the year. I told my students, I can't do this anymore. I need to do what's best for me. And the sweetest thing ever was that my students were just like, Miss Anastasio, you do what's best for you. You go out there and you like, you get it done. And I was like, oh my God, these are like eighth graders and they're so sweet. And I feel like the only people that maybe did not get it were the teachers that I worked with. But I think everyone else who knew me was just like, oh yeah, Anastasia, she's a wild card. Yeah. It's like almost kind of like expected but everyone was just like, how did you do it? I think maybe what people could not wrap their head around was how quickly the spiritual goth grew, which I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around. But I don't think that they were concerned about the shifts that I'd made towards delving deep into spirituality because of who I am as a person. I'm like that very adventurous, like eccentric, free-spirited person i think maybe my parents were like are you sure but again because i found success so quickly it was hard to doubt if that makes sense yeah that does because i think in my experience i mean i've just really started shifting in the past two months and i think there is that level of doubt from me and my family and my friends because they i haven't seen that transition come full circle yet so yeah i can, I can see how that would be different because you grew so quickly. Yeah, and it will come full circle. I sincerely don't know where my business would be or what I would be doing if I didn't get that opportunity from Guys We Fucked. And it's insane. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word. but <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. It's crazy because like they did that promotion on their podcast for like weeks. And for weeks, my spirit guides kept saying, send them an email send them an email. And I was like, I don't really want to. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't have branding. I don't have a website. I didn't have any of that. I was just selling right. my stuff on Facebook and like on Instagram stories. But one day I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, so I created a website. I created branding. I did all the marketing things that I had to do. And then I, right before I sent the email, recreated the name, The Spiritual Goth. Because at the time, I was going by Anastasia Khan, which is my middle name, Khan. And that was like what my website was. So I like created my branding and all of that right before I sent the email. One day I was super hungover and I was like laying in bed, wake up to like thousands of followers. I'm saying thousands of followers of new followers. And my inbox is flooded. I made like a thousand dollars in like one day selling readings. And like, that's how my business was born. Like it, it's a chance thing that my spirit guides kept leading me towards. Was it something that, you know, other than, other than your spirit guides, was there anything that you shared in specific that you think triggered like those followers or was there something that went viral, anything along the lines of that? So Corinne Fisher is like someone who is 
like if she likes someone then people are like if corinne likes her then she must be cool you know and so corinne invited me to actually work her birthday party so i did her birthday party and i gave readings to her and christina hutchinson her comedy partner and some other really amazing people that corinne is friends with and then in christina's call like reading i was like I think I'm going to make a spiritual coaching program. Like, would you be interested? And this came out of nowhere. Like, would you be interested in joining it? And I drove down to Arizona to like meet them shortly after that, maybe a few weeks later. And to my surprise, they both joined my program. And they talked about me a lot on their podcast because they were doing my spiritual coaching program. So that's really what Mm -hmm. I think. Like, it's the buy-in from these two women that people have been listening to for years that they trust. That's what kind of helped me. That's amazing. Yeah, I I think podcasting and and just getting into other people's networks can be a really powerful way to expand your reach. So that's incredible. Switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about all your insanely cool offers. Tell me a little bit about how you've created so many offers for your business. And then maybe let's dive deep into like your favorite one, like the one that just lights you up. Okay. So like I said, I love to learn. I just did a bunch of certification courses and I feel like I offer like a buffet for like this buffet (laughs) things. It's like I can have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, see what I like. So each service, it has a unique purpose. I'm looking at my services. So I offer tarot readings, that's guidance, retreats, which is like an immersive experience to have community and learn more about yourself in a setting that has high vibrations, moon ceremonies to sync with the astrological energy, and then past life regressions, which helps to uncover insights from your past and release trauma. I also offer spiritual coaching and that to me is like my favorite offering because I get to work with someone on like a three month or six month basis and see the transformation and see them heal and really undergo these like really intense changes and shifts. The session that I had right before this call with you right now was like insane. I'm like, this is why I do what I do. She was able to like experience the fifth dimension for the first time and she was like what was that and yeah like <laughs> what why? and i'm just like that is magic that is unlocking the secrets of the universe that so many people are missing because they're not tapped into it so how did i learn these things like i said i did a lot of certification courses i had a lot of mentors also during my time i think i've had like three or four mentors and yeah, they're just, I feel like I'm probably even missing some services. Oh, Reiki is yeah. really important to me also. Like I, I'm a Reiki master. I also practice quantum healing Reiki and I really use light beings to facilitate the process. So the Reiki that I offer is, is very powerful and I can feel it and they could feel it. And it's really amazing. Do you daydream about how you could be spending your time differently? Have you ever felt unfulfilled in your business despite being really good at what you do? Are you passionate about your work but often feel energetically drained by how you go about it each day? 
If you're nodding along, I want you to know you're not alone. I've been right where you are and I've discovered something I need to share with you because it is truly life-changing. Let me introduce you to a concept that has been a game changer for creating an energetically aligned business and life entrepreneurial archetypes. Discovering your entrepreneurial archetype is the first step toward building a business that harmonizes with your higher self. It's a journey of self-discovery that leads to greater fulfillment, purpose, and alignment on your entrepreneurial path. And here's the best part. You can get started right now. Take the entrepreneurial archetype quiz and discover the keys to a more congruent and fulfilled business and life. Visit my website at www.thesocialacre.com slash Terry Patrick Lakes and dive into the quiz. Your transformation begins with one click. Beautiful. And I know I mentioned before we started this 12 week transformation process that you have. Is that the coaching? Can you dive a little bit into that and walk us through what that 12 week experience is? Absolutely. So, 12 week coaching is called Soul Alchemy Coaching Program. The first two weeks, we focus on clearing negative self talk and just getting into routines. So, I have really interesting ways of doing that i think that people are just like i don't want to do this but like it, it works <laughs> my tactics work i use a lot of cbt because that's what helped me in my journey when i started my spiritual journey i started with this male therapist who gave me the tools that i needed to do my shadow work and i brought those tools into my practice so like into my own coaching so looking at like cognitive distortions and then also like i said building up a routine that they stick with, an AM and PM routine that I I call sacred rituals. Mm -hmm. So that's one and two. Week three is inner child healing. So we're really focusing on hypnosis that helps us to go back and heal the inner family. So the inner parents that we have create these healed inner parents to come help our inner child, which is a very powerful session. Then in week four, and by the way, the weeks, they're not always like this sometimes i'm like okay someone needs something else this is right, right exactly but this is the format everyone goes through these sessions week four is reiki so i do an energy healing i also teach about the chakras so there's like a lesson first and then the reiki i love that and then week five higher self activation which is what i did today helping people to merge with their higher self by bringing them up to the fifth dimension so the gap between the fifth dimension and the third dimension is much shorter and they're able to just communicate with their higher self a lot more frequently and fluidly. In week six, we have our meet your spirit guides. So this is honestly one of my favorites because I help my clients to speak with their spirit guides and see them themselves. I'm not doing it. They're doing it. And it's always so crazy and powerful. Week seven, past life regression. It's a two-hour session. It's wild. It's recognizing your past lives. We look at two to three past lives and then heal them. Because typically, when we're doing a regression, we're looking at something that needs to be healed, something that is related to our current lifetime. Hmm. And that session is just so deep and so just like, ugh, I can't even describe. Like, it's indescribable. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> that at the end of the session, I don't, talk we just end we just end the session and then week eight we debrief 
And then weeks nine through 12 are tarot training so that my clients can bring tarot into their daily lives and use it to connect with their spirit guides even deeper and like actually create these rituals for themselves that really are meaningful to them. Yeah, that sounds wickedly transformative. I've been in psychotherapy for the past like two years, which is like a little inner child work and somatic healing. And I can't imagine just like you go so like just a big step above that. Like you touch on inner child work, but there's so much more to that. And I think past life regressions is something, it's a very new concept to me and I'm so fascinated by it. So I would love to kind of pick your brain a little bit, even for you to kind of teach my audience a little bit more about what that is and how that practice is helping people on that path to, you know, self-discovery, personal growth, spirituality. Yes. So first I want to say Brian Weiss, just read all of his books, starting with Many Lives, Many Masters. It will change your life. Like he is the one who's really pioneering the way for past life regressionists who has pioneered the way for regressionists but i tell everyone every single human on this planet should be doing past life regressions because inevitably we are just carrying all of this weight from our past lives that need to be let go of the past life baggage that we're carrying can lead to recurring patterns in our current lifetimes so dating the same kind of person all the time or a negative pattern with a parent or feeling not good enough, the constant feeling of being not good enough or seeking validation from others. All of those things can be from past lives. So when we do a past life regression, what it is, is it's a hypnosis that gets into your subconscious. Your subconscious holds all of this information. It's not far. It's within you. So when we do the hypnosis, a hypnosis is a basically a very, very heavy dose of a meditation, right? So we're going into a meditative state, and then the past life regressionist is guiding this person into their past lives. We look at two or three past lives, and every regressionist is different, but this is how I do it. And in those past lives, we go through the entire lifetime from beginning to end, jumping between ages so that we can figure out where did some of these feelings that I'm feeling in my current lifetime originate from. And typically, it's a very clear image that we get. We're like, okay, I got it. This makes sense. Then we go to the death scene in that lifetime. We always have to go to the death scene and see how they died. Because after the death scene, you're in the soul state. And in the soul state, that's when you have all of this information. You know everything. Like you, you're you're just pure consciousness Mm -hmm. and we're able to gather more information and then i go in with reiki and i heal a lot of the energy that's in that past life and so then we do it again and it's just like the most exhausting thing that you do because it's so imagine like carrying on to the stuff for like all of these different lifetimes and then finally clearing it in this lifetime it's like whoa as we're talking about this i'm actually thinking a little bit about shadow work as well because i think that's a more popular topic in spirituality as well obviously they're different but do they play off one another how can people you know if someone is doing a past life regression should they be doing shadow work too tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that these are my favorite type of questions because I always give this answer and people are always like, oh, <laughs> shadow work is everything that we do. So past life regression 
is shadow work. Journaling is shadow work. It's analyzing the dark parts of ourselves, right? So Carl Jung coined the term and it's like we have our shadow self, this passenger with us that we need to befriend and that we need to integrate with. And the only way to do that is to recognize what this person has to say, right? So when we're doing a past life regression, we are analyzing that shadow self. Like, what is this person carrying? When we are even just like doing regular therapy, that is shadow work, right? Because we're talking through the things that we don't want to talk about. So everything is shadow work. I want to just like be very clear about that because sometimes people are like, but should we be doing shadow work on full moons? I know. I'm like, <laughs> like, they'll be like, I know that you said that we're going to like answer these questions today, but like, shouldn't we be doing shadow work? I'm like, we are. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing. Mind blown. Thank you for that. <laughs> and a simple answer that was profound because I think sometimes when I first started doing it, I couldn't. Like, I felt like I had to be asking myself these super specific questions in order to consider it shadow work, even though I've been journaling for like six years. So um, thanks for blowing my mind. I will remember that next time I wrote down what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, like maybe it goes a little bit deeper than that. But it's like, if you're looking at like the, okay, why am I eating this for breakfast, right? So then it's like, okay. Behind your, you know, maybe if you've made really bad choices like with food or with dieting or with working out like where is that stemming from what's the deeper insecurity there so yeah I love that okay I could ask you a million other questions but we should wrap up because people have just short ass attention spans <laughs> so I have two more for you we really do live in a world where things you know people really like a quick fix something that just if they're not feeling good they want to numb out they want to drink the drink, take the drug, do whatever they can to just like not feel that thing. So what advice would you give for someone looking to embark on a spiritual journey? And maybe this is someone who's new, like they've thought about it, or maybe they've had those gifts, but like you said, maybe they've been ignoring them their whole lives. And there's that little tickle on their arm to kind of take that first step. What would you say that is? So here's that word again. Don't be afraid of the shadow work. So yeah. we're, we're human beings. So inevitably we're, we have baggage. And again, who wants to walk around with all of the weight on their shoulders? We have to clear the baggage, not only from this lifetime, but our past lives, as I've said. And it's just exhausting to carry these things that are affecting us on a subconscious level. So at a certain point, after you go through a spiritual awakening, you realize that you can't run away anymore and you just have to do the work. Mm. So the only way to make a lasting change is to realize that the shadow work never ends. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel really bleak when I say this sometimes because my clients are oftentimes asking me, like, when is this going to end? Why do why does there always have to be something that I need to work on? Or And I'm just telling them it's because we're human beings. Like, that is what we're here to do. And we might not see it pay off in this lifetime, but our soul is going to thank us in the next. So my advice is just once you start the shadow work process, don't stop. Mm. Because once you stop, you're ignoring again it's like you've turned flip the light switch on and then you're trying to turn it and then you turn it off and it's like you yeah. gotta you gotta leave it on yeah exactly yes. so i think that's like the best advice that i can give it's like it, the shadow work never ends just keep doing it and it's gonna hurt sometimes but it's necessary other than shadow work if we're talking to someone 
that is just like spirituality is a completely new concept to them. Other than shadow work, what is like another step that they could take just to get started in that like self-discovery mode? Because I think a lot of people are like, you need to start meditating. You need to start journaling. Like they throw all these things at them. And I think for the average person that doesn't meditate, someone telling you to meditate, you're like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Like I don't have time. It's hard for someone who's so new to everything to take it all in at once. So maybe what's one thing we could leave my audience with that's like, I can go do that and that feels good today. It's really annoying that I wanted to say meditate because I feel I, like I learn. I do too, because we are probably avid meditators. I remember like before I started meditating, when people would say on my podcast, like, oh yeah, I meditate every morning. I'm like, yeah, the fuck you do. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I I used to be that person, but now that I meditate all the time, it, I, it's different. But I don't know if I explained that well. Do you know what I mean? You did. I I do. I'm just going to like, again, I'm an eccentric thinker. So I'm going to like maybe shift your perspective of like what I mean when I say meditation. Okay. So what I mean when I say meditation is just being here now. And that is like my clients know that I love to say that being here in the present. So meditation, like when you're brushing your teeth, just be brushing your teeth. Meditation doesn't always have to look like sitting in a yogic posture with um holding a mudra and like you know with your eyes closed meditation is also just like being present being here you can walk and meditate walk and just bring your focus to the present mm-hmm. like i said brush your teeth and bring your focus to the present eat your food and bring your focus to the present not watching tv not on your phone just eating your food i say just like Doing things like that will shift you so fast mm-hmm. and you will be like, who am I? What happened? Like, because you're just here. Mm-hmm. But the issue with our society and with people as a whole is that we're constantly focused on the past or the future. Mm-hmm. Anyone is here. Everyone's thinking about what am I going to do next? So when you're just here, and it's very easy when you're n- not looking at meditation as a sit down. Right. And everything becomes more clear. And then that is when your spiritual journey will start. By the way, meditation also can happen when you're singing, when you're dancing, when you're doing your favorite hobby and you're in that flow state. So w- how can you find a flow state for yourself and get into that and Thank find your own meditation? Thank you so much for that perspective. I think that that shifting that is going to be easier for people to digest and to actually take action on. So I really appreciate that. This was so fun. I mean, we'll probably have to do this again because I still have questions. But thank you so much for your time and for being here. I cannot wait to share your wisdom with the world. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me.